Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so blessed to be here with you. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm so excited to be sitting here with my friend Ellis Hammond. Ellis, how are you, sir? What's up, man? This is such a fun time to be here. I know we've, we've chatted offline a bunch, so excited to be here. I love just the the platform of Elevate and your mission, man, to really elevate people's lives. Um, I've been so blessed by kind of that message and so many other people, man. So really, really excited to be here with you. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate that. And I can feel the presence, man. I really, I could, I could really tell that there. So I appreciate the authenticity behind your words and, you know, really looking forward to diving in and getting to know you and introducing you to Elevate Nation. And with that said, welcome back, Elevate Nation, because it's time to take it to another level. And I have no doubt we're going to do that today. This is the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And of course, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the mindset. We're going to talk about the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, strategies. I have a feeling we're probably going to talk a little bit about spirituality today, uh, and so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits. So you can do even more for yourself and for the you know for those who are important to you. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives, maybe even in their legacies. And so. If you really appreciate what we're doing, we would certainly appreciate if you hit that subscribe button, you know, give us a rating, a review. It certainly helps us. Our goal is to reach millions and millions of people with this message because you don't just have to tolerate your life. You don't have to, you know, live a life that you're really just plugging it in and you're not inspired about because I think there's so much more for everyone. And that's what we're really going to talk about today. And, and uh, with that said, I want to go ahead and dive in and introduce you to Ellis Hammond. And his investing journey began when he was still a full-time college pastor, which is bizarre. I mean, you actually, that's something that you never really <laughs> would consider, you know, your pastor investing in real estate. So I definitely want to know more about that. He had a goal to create passive cash flow for his family while he realized that investing in real estate could be an incredible resource to help his family and many others achieve financial freedom, which we certainly align with. He and his wife invested in a duplex in San Diego in 2018, and then nine months later, Ellis co-GP general partnered on a 144-unit complex in Memphis, Tennessee. Today, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Capitalists, the number one mastermind community for Christian real estate entrepreneurs. He also manages his own network of investors who are seeking passive investment opportunities in multifamily apartment complexes across the U.S., and of course, he's a podcast host. You want to check out Kingdom Capitalists, which is hosted by Ellis Hammond. And so, you know what? Uh, I love it, man. I love, <laughs> I love talking about your bio because it's so unique and, and you're such a unique guy. And it was great to really meet you face to face recently and, and, you know, put a face behind that virtual name and, you know, the, yeah. the, the social media. So with that said, man, said, man, tell us what Ellis behind the bio. Yeah. First of all, Elevate Nation. Thanks for having me. And if you're not if you're not watching this on YouTube or wherever we got to go, you got to go watch so you can see Tyler's shirt today. Like talking about Elevate, yes. the dress, man, the dress, <laughs> the attire on this show has been elevated, man. Dude. So I love the, the button up. It looks good. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I was hoping you would say something, man. I can't I can't draw attention to myself. I appreciate that. And we did. I did not tell him to do that. That's right. So definitely go check that out. But I'm really, uh, I, man, what a great intro. Not my bio. We could have talked about something more interested than that, but your, your intro just gets me fired up. Yeah, man. I mean, to be brief so we can get into the content, I, I am a former pastor and missionary turned real estate entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, a part of that is because as a, you know, I was, I was a pastor. I was a missionary for about six years and it was actually kind of being in that world of the nonprofit space and um, that I just began to see the needs. I, I guess I could just tell you a quick story. It was about four years into our ministry. We were really growing this nonprofit, kind of building a team out in San Diego. And, you know, things were going really well, but we, we were raising every single dollar that we needed to fund our mission. And we were building our team and a young man that was on our team came to me one day and he said, Hey Ellis, I'm really struggling um, right now or this month to buy groceries. And, you know, man, I had been giving my life, I had really committed my life to this, this life of impact and committing my time um, to really help college students here in San Diego. 
But when he said that to me, it hit me that I had not, I really had no idea how to create wealth and use my wealth and my capital to impact folks. And because I couldn't help the guy, I didn't really have any money myself, right? I was a pastor and a missionary. And so that was a light bulb for me to realize like, man, I, I have been a good steward of my time. I feel like in the sense of the way we're using that to create impact, but I have not been a good steward of my capital because I didn't have any. And, um, and so that really kind of set me on this road of ele elevating my mindset and my knowledge about building wealth. And, and honestly, man, I just got passionate about this. Like I'm so passionate about helping entrepreneurs, especially Christian entrepreneurs, elevate their life and figure out how to elevate their business and their capital and their income so that like guys like that dude I'm telling you about, like there's so many amazing things, so many amazing people in this world doing incredible things for others. And the way that those things move forward is capital. And, and a lot of people are struggling because they don't have enough capital to live out their mission. And um, a part of that is, man, because we just need more successful people who have a, you know, a kingdom mindset is what I call it. But, you know, you might call it just an impact mindset. I want to help others. And so that's, you know, that's a little bit of my story, man. I love it. I think it's so interesting and something that I've, I'm really passionate about. It's like, you can't help others if you can't help yourself. And, yeah. you know, really in today's day and age, I mean, it's 2020, if we're thinking about how can we help others, you know, a lot of the times it does come from a financial perspective, you know, because really to survive in this world, you've got to have resources and, you know, to be able to impact someone else. You know, if you're thinking about how can I pay the bills, I, I you know, I don't have enough money for groceries. How are you really going to create anything for yourself or for others. And so I think it's so admirable what you were able to do and kind of in that moment is to think, all right, well, yes, I'm impacting other people as a, as a leader of the church. Right. But then how can I really help these people from a practical perspective as well as a spiritual perspective? So I think it's so admirable what you did um, in that kind of shift. I mean, what would you say to folks who are saying, you know what, but m money is the root of all evil. I mean, you know, wait a minute, you know, yeah. What, what would you say to folks like that who say that? Uh, that's, that's, that's really good, man. I mean, I get that a lot because I run a podcast called Kingdom Capitalist where we talk about money and wealth and faith all at the same time, which is like, you know, the dinner table, you don't talk about either of those, right? Well, we're, we're right. talking about them really up front just because I just think that like it's such a limiting mindset, man. And I think about all of the good things that are happening in the world are driven by capital. Like we need capital to create influence in our world. And so, um, you know, money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. And so it's, I'm not saying that people, I, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Like money is fun. Like I like the fact that as an entrepreneur and as a capitalist, money is like a scoreboard in some ways, right? Cause we can keep track and there's a, so it is, I'm not like, I do actually, there's a level of a component to money, which is kind of fun. It, it's a measuring board. It kind of, you know, you can see where you are. Um, but dude, like we, you know, this is why I'm so passionate about this, man. I mean, the dude couldn't buy groceries, right? Like, uh, there are, um, refugee families across the country who, uh, you know, don't, they can't feed their families and they're living in tents and you know, what they need right now is not someone to talk to them. They need, they need money, bro. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and so, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not necessarily focused on serving the 90% who, who think that way. I'm really focused on serving the 10% of people who get this and who are going to do something about it. And while everybody else is kind of still talking about it and complaining, we're going to go create impact. So, so let me ask you this. Were you always in that boat or when you realized that the people that you were looking to serve as yeah. a pastor we're having these challenges. Was that the shift that required you to say, Hey, look, you know what? I'm, I'm, I've got to do whatever it takes to, you know, help people realize that, you know, anything is possible. You know, they can really do anything here on this earth as well as wherever else they may go, you know, after, after this life. I mean, was that a moment that really shifted you or were you already on that mindset? No, dude, it really was that moment. And I think it was, I would say it was, that was the tipping point for me, right? Like, I think there were a couple other things that probably beforehand were kind of beginning to move that, but that was the tipping point of like, all right, I'm done talking about this. Like, mm. you know, we're going to go, we're going to go take action. But, you know, interesting, man, and for anybody who's listening, who, you know, I'm guessing no one listening to the show is not ready to elevate their mindset. So we're not, you know, we're talking to a group that is just passionate about self-development, um, but you know, dude, I, before that moment, I really was scared of money. Like 
I would say, you know, not the biggest reason is why I went into ministry, but for sure, I remember telling myself in college that I am not going to go into business because I do not think I'm a good steward of money and I don't want money to corrupt me. And I don't know if that was a, a thought that I created myself or I heard somebody else kind of in the world of church and ministry say that. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's me too. Um, you know, probably somebody I respected and I kind of planted that on myself. And so it was not easy by any means to kind of make this transition and make that switch to say, I'm actually going to devote my life to creating capital and actually helping others create capital. I mean, it was a very uncomfortable journey and I'll be honest, still is, man. I still, there's a, a very much constant internal battle in my heart and my mind of like, am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Right. And just trying to really wrestle with that. So are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year. Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. I think we can all certainly relate to that thought. I mean, it's always uncomfortable, especially to do something out of the norm, right? Yeah. To do something a little bit different than what society says is normal. And, you know, you're always battling with, hey, am I doing enough? Am I doing it right? And so I definitely want to acknowledge you on that and, uh, you know, relate to you because we all, I mean, most people listening to the show would say, hey, man, every day I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But you know what? We just give the best that we can and we, we take inspired action. Um, but I'd be curious to know, like when you were thinking, hey, you know what, I don't want to go into business because I'm probably just not a good steward of money. I mean, what type of emotions did you feel when you had that thought versus what type of emotions did you feel when you said, you know what, I have the capacity to be a great steward of money and to show others yeah. and inspire others how to be a great steward of their yeah. resources and their capital. I mean, what type of emotions are you feeling? Uh, this, that's, that's a great question, man, because I, so, I never really thought about it this way, but that was so motivated by fear right? And fear of like what money is going to do to me, what money is going to do to my family, my marriage, because I saw what money did to my parents and their marriage versus now this mindset of like, no, I, I can be a good steward of the gifts and the resources and the money and the capital, whatever the guy gives me. Dude, it feels like I feel empowered. Like I feel on a mission. I feel, you know, I felt almost already accomplished because I'm like my legitimately my mindset is elevated. And I mean, it's not like I didn't wake up every day with a passion because I love what I was doing. Um, one of the reasons that it was so hard for me to make that transition from pastor to no entrepreneurs, because I really thought, again, kind of this net, you know, this thinking that really kept me from, from elevating myself was I'm leaving my biggest impact if I leave the world of ministry. And it took me a, about a year to really realize if God is calling me into a new season, I, that's the wrong question to ask is what's my greatest impact, right? That I can be doing. I feel so motivated, man. And, and, and literally feeling like I'm living this life of impact, um, you know, in this, in this different season, because I'm still focused on the gifts, the calling that God has placed in my life to build communities. I'm just doing that in a different way. And so to answer your question, man, I, I feel empowered. Like I, for, that was a mindset of fear, right. That just kept me from doing things. And now Again, there's some caution there, right? There's some caution, and I think which is healthy, but it's not motivated by fear, right? It, it's it's a totally different emotion um, that really is motivating me today. I think it's a dangerous thing, you know, because a lot of people are motivated by fear. And that's just how we're built as human beings is yeah. to survive, right? And obviously, our creator did that for a reason. And maybe he's more wise to say what why that was, you know, more than we know. But I think just to have the understanding that, you know, fear 
doesn't necessarily have to be what drives your life and that empowerment is another option and that it's a much better life to live. And I think you can have a bigger impact that way. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I would just, I would stop right there and say, I don't think that's how he made us. I think that's a condition of kind of our culture and Mm. the way that we've been taught because actually, man, I think, and I, this is not an original thought for me. I, this is a, a, a mentor of mine, Ryan Smith. He talks about the difference of being pushed versus pulled. And if I can just speak from a, from a faith standpoint for a minute, as a follower of God, like we are, we are pushed into the future by a past event, meaning our identity is a child of God, right? That is our identity. Therefore, we have the freedom to not fear what's going to happen in the future. Our identity is already secure versus the rest of the world or how we're taught is we're being pulled into the future by some future outcome that we don't know what it is yet. And so I think that's massive. If that makes sense because the reason I think so many people are fearful to take action is they're still wait. They have to answer the question still pending. Who am I going to be if this doesn't work out or who am I going to be if this works out or what's, who am I going to be in the future verse as I think we're really created and meant to be is we already know that from the beginning. What is there to fear, right? We can take risk. We can take mm-hmm. action. We can do massive things or we can just live our lives, right? And, um, and we're not necessarily motivated by a future outcome because we already have the best outcome, child of God. So, you know, that has been a massive shift for me to not place so much, you know, weight on this future result. It allows me, man, just to be hungry, take action. If it works out great, if it doesn't, I'm still going to be me, you know, and, and as an ambitious person, I know that can be hard to kind of get your mind around, but it really is freeing, man. The more that you kind of begin to think about that. That's awesome, man. There's a lot of wisdom behind that. And I would certainly recommend elevate replays that and take some notes there because I certainly am. And, you know, the question there is what is there to fear based on that whole concept? And I love, I love that you shared that and talk to me about, you know, as a child, you know, you're talking about, you know, you're pushed in that direction from day one, right. Um, You know, in, in, in the capacity in which you just mentioned, Talk to me about when you were a child, was there a moment where you were like, you know what, I've got this entrepreneurial spirit, or was that something <laughs> that developed later through yeah. this sort of path and this journey? Or was there, was there a time early on where you were like, yeah, you know, I've got the capacity to be an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur? Yeah, and I think, I think it's always been a part of me, man. I mean, it's part of probably why I went in to be a pastor missionary. There's an entrepreneurial spirit about that, right, of launching something, building something. Both my parents were entrepreneurs. My dad and mom started their own business. I grew up you know, watching them, you know, kind of build this business. Then my mom started her own business. So it definitely was like something I saw all along. Um, you know, the, I just, you know, the whole kind of consistent nine to five thing. I never really got a good example of that. It was always more entrepreneurial around my family. So that was definitely a framework for me that I understood and probably went after that. Um, and then also just, I think I was, I was a natural leader growing up and, and always kind of use my influence as an athlete and as a student to, to really lead others. And so, um, yeah, no, man, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause I think it, it definitely is something I've seen kind of consistent throughout my life. But it, again, like, um, how that, you know, the, the vehicle in which that's being played in changes throughout your life, but it really is still kind of who I am. Talk to me about the vehicle. Now, you know, you've chosen real estate, you've chosen, you know, cultivating, you know, outstanding masterminds with a specific purpose there and really kind of raising capital and doing larger multifamily deals. So talk to me about those vehicles and and what do you see in terms of the value there? Yeah. Um, you know, I heard this great podcast the other day. I'm, you know, like you and probably like a lot of your listeners, I'm always listening to something. I'm getting good stuff. And he talked about this difference between our identity, our calling and our assignment, our identity. We've always already talked about child of God. My calling, though, what I'm learning it to be is I create communities that create impact, right? Like that's what I've been doing for six years as a pastor, as a missionary. Now I'm building Kingdom Capitalist, the number one mastermind for Christian real estate investors. Like I thought I was launching out of the ministry to start a real estate investing firm, but here I am starting a mastermind, right? Like it was, it's because this is, this is kind of who I'm designed to be is create communities that create impact. The assignment of that calling has changed. I thought I was going to forever be a pastor, at least in a ministry context. Now I'm an entrepreneur. Now I'm building a mastermind, you know, but my calling is still the same. The vehicle is just different. And I think that honestly, man, going back to that question of, am I leaving my biggest impact? 
that that's been a really helpful uh, a framework that's really helped me move forward but to you know to talk about what we're doing yeah i mean kingdom capitalist is awesome man like i think the world of real estate and real estate investing has so much potential to like i mean to to do that to create impact to steward our capital you know, because there is a lot of money that wants to be invested into real estate right now. A ton. I mean, look at right now what oh, yeah. the stock market is doing, right? Like people are ready to get out of it. So, and, and then there's just really cool ways to structure real estate deals that we can really steward to do good. Um, and so that's kind of what our community is really focused on. We want to build our portfolio. We want to grow our business. But because we know when doing that, we can then steward that and, and kind of direct that um, to really help others. And so a lot of people in our community, you know, they're using the world of syndication, which is something that I'm sure your audience is familiar with. Um, they take a portion of those proceeds and they're giving a part of the cash flow away to nonprofits, you know? So I think over the next five years, one of our members will give away about 450 grand, um, you know, several thousand dollars a quarter to a nonprofit from the cash flow of the property, right? Like how sick is that? Like if that kid, you know, like, uh, six years ago, and I could have said, hey, yeah, man, I got a guy who's you know about to close a real estate deal. He'll give you 20K a quarter. You know what I mean? Like his <laughs> mouth would have dropped. And so uh, that's really what I'm passionate about building is a community that really has that in mind and is uh, so hungry to build their business and create you know really thriving properties and, and portfolios, but then really stewarding that to make massive impact. So that that's kind of, I would say, what sets us apart is we are focused on building our business like, like everybody else, but our motivation, I would say, is, is probably a little bit different. I love it. Yeah, we had uh, Dan Hanford on recently, who I know is a mutual connection, mutual friend between yeah. the two of us. And, you know, it was great because he talked about creating a, you know, a, a nonprofit organization that essentially is a passive investor in syndications, which, you know, it's a great way to say, hey, let's make a contribution. And then let's also grow that and make it periodic over time as it continues, you know, you create wealth in that way, but you can also create resources and a continued stream of resources for others in whatever way that you want to make an impact. So what a great opportunity to open your mind to new possibilities rather than just give once. So I love that. He's a great guy. He's actually an advisor to Kingdom Catholic. So I, I definitely promote all that he's going, all that he's got going on, man. He's a really great person. Absolutely. So talk to me now. So, you know, obviously you're doing so many innovative things uh, just with the inspiration and the courage that you have to kind of be uncomfortable and continue to push the limits. But tell me about, you know, how have you uh, raised the bar recently in what you're doing and how has that changed or elevated your own results? Yeah, I mean, to I would, I th- I, let's just talk about Kingdom Capitals, for example. I, I can't still wrap my mind around essentially what we're building. And, I, and, and I'm not, again, this is not a personal brag. I, I'm, this is to help your audience here because I don't think people know their value, right? Like I really don't think people understand the value that you possess that can really help others. If you'd have told me even six months ago that I would have a high ticket mastermind, it costs thousands of dollars to be part of our community right? And my real estate experience is not robust. I mean, I definitely know what I'm doing. We're doing deals, but you know, I'm definitely not the industry leader (laughs) in real estate that I have a mastermind that people are willing to invest thousands of dollars to be a part of. I I would have not believed you. And what I've realized is that what I, the gifts I do have is this ability to sell a vision, create a community, bring people together, right? Like connect people and help kind of see where they're talented and then bring that with other people so they can kind of create, you know, things together. That's a gift. And to be able, you know, learning that I can actually take that gift and then leverage it in an industry that I'm fairly new in has been so mind boggling for me, man. Like to say the least, you know, cause people are really investing into something that I'm building and investing a lot of money into Um, and that has been, that's been awesome to see because I, again, and I never saw that myself, actually. Um, it took a coach and a friend and a business partner to really call that out of me and actually challenge me to say, Hey Ellis, you're ready for this. And Hey Ellis, people will, will, will invest this because of what you're building and who you are and your passion and your love for that. I would have never done that on my own. 
um, I'd probably still be charging a couple hundred bucks for this thing, right? Because that's what I thought my value was. But I needed somebody else to say, no, dude, your value is much more than, than that, right? And, uh, and what you're building is much more valuable than that. So that has been like the biggest shift for me in the past month or a couple months is just, yeah, like I, I still don't know what my value is, man. You know, like I still underestimate who I am and how guys created me. And I'm, I'm just excited to see how that continues to grow over, you know, the next couple of years. I love it, man. And I think it's such a worthwhile process to have others identify perhaps maybe some gifts that you aren't even aware of. And sometimes right. maybe we're too critical of ourselves to say whether or not we are truly gifted in a certain area. Maybe yep. there's some humility that's worthwhile to embody, but at some point you've got to have some confidence in, you know, what, what you really bring to others. And so I really admire that. Talk to me a little bit about masterminds, you know, tell the audience yeah. a little bit about, you know, why would somebody invest thousands of dollars into that type of an organization? Yeah, I'm so passionate about this and not because I have my own mastermind, right? Like you can't, you have to apply to get in. So I'm just going to, I'm going to pitch without pitching my own thing because I think everyone should be a part of a mastermind. And the reason I say that, man, is because like, let's just take real estate industry, for example. Clearly, 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 there is no lack of capital in our economy, right? There are trillions of dollars looking for a positive yield out there. Positive, like not even eight to 12%, like they need 3%, right? So right. clearly there's not, not a negative, of, right? Right. Just not negative. I mean, think about it. There are economies that are, that have a negative bond yield, right? Think about that for a minute. Um, and then there's clearly no short of deals because I don't, I know you and I, we see deals happening all the time, right? I'm all getting the them all the time. Stuff is closing, but everybody in our mastermind still looking for capital and they're still looking for deals. Why is that? It's because it's not that there's a shortage of capital and there's a shortage of deals. Is that they have a shortage of people in their life. They have a shortage of a network. They don't have the connections that they need to take their business and their life to the next level. Or the so, right deals and the right money, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And so it really, I really do think, man, you are, like most people, especially probably listeners to your show because of the action that they're taking, you know, they're constantly moving forward, developing themselves. They're probably one connection away from changing their life, from changing their business, hmm. from changing their faith. And you, you know, I would just say like most of the time in order to get around those type of people, you have to make some type of sacrifice. The mm -hmm. sacrifice in a mastermind is the money is the investment mostly, right? Because you're paying money to be part of a mastermind group or a network. And so is everybody else. So you know that because everybody else has made the same sacrifice that you've made, they're serious about being part of it. And so that's why I, I love this idea of masterminds. And, you know, I've spent a lot of money in the past two years in my, just honestly in my network. Like it is as an important of an asset as real estate, as anything else, um, because of the opportunities that come out of your network. And so if you're not like, I, I tell people like, Check your, your budget, like five to 15%, I think every year needs to be allocated to personal development and building your network, um, I love it. And which is a big chunk, man. But, you know, I mean, I know guys who are spending, I don't spend this much yet, but, you know, um, a lot of money. I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, just in their network. And, but guess what? All those guys who are spending literally six digits in their network, they're also the seven and eight figure owners that I know. Every single For one sure. of them. Yeah. Right. So there's something to that of guys who are doing really well are also spending a lot of money to be mm -hmm. around other guys who are doing really well. Man, I love the soundbite of you are just one connection away from changing your life. And, you know, it's true. And I think it's also the case with an idea or a relationship or just an inspiration. And that's why I love doing this podcast is because, you know, you can have an idea that can really change everything. And if you hear some inspiration here about, you know what, I just need to elevate my network. I need to elevate the people that surround me. And at that point, you know, is it worth investing in? It's something that everyone has to make that own, their own decision themselves. But yeah. I also love the thought of, hey, you need to invest a certain percentage of your income into personal growth, because if you really want to take it to the next level, you know, it's who you become as a person. It's your identity. It's the people that surround you. It's the people that support you and show you the gifts that you may not even be aware of yeah. so that then you can create something so much greater. And so with that said, I'd love to know, you know, what are you investing in, in yourself? I mean, what other types of uh, things are you investing that five to 15%? 
Yeah, no, it's really good, man. I mean, books are number one, like, you know, audible subscriptions, like I'm constantly, you know, listening to good books. Uh, I am going, I mean, I'm part of other masterminds as well. Uh, you know, like for example, my buddy hosts kind of these one night off events in different cities. And so, you know, I'll invest, uh, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, every, every few months to kind of fly to this city that he's hosting it in just to be around other really, you know, high level thinking people. Um, conferences are huge, you know, like I'm not, you know, I don't want to be, you know, there's the conference King that kind of goes to everything and doesn't take action. <laughs> right. Um, I, but I do like going to conferences that put me around different people, different thinkers, elevated thinkers, you know, for example, you and I were just at a conference together. I don't know how many talks you heard, like from the stage, I heard zero because, <laughs> because I was in the lobby, man. Right. Like, cause I knew this was a crowd of people that were doing deals, you know, and had access to capital. And so that was where I wanted to be. So I spent, you know, you know, at least money on a plane ticket to get to this conference. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm spending money, man, to go to things like that, to be around people to, and even like this whole idea, like digital marketing, you know, we see the power of it because of our podcast. It's so new for me, man. Again, I was a pastor. I didn't know anything about digital marketing and, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, um, the inter you know, the internet, of course, but this idea of like advertising and stuff. So I have a lot right. to learn in this world still. And uh, so I'm going to a big conference here in San Diego uh, coming up in April, you know, that I spent a pretty good chunk on, um, to go invest in my education and learn about how to get be a better digital marketer. So things like that. I love it. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage sometimes, especially in the beginning when it's like, you know, I've been told that I'm going to get some results by doing this, but I think that consistent, you know, massive yep. action, that consistent inspired action is something that I would highly recommend. And can I just point on that? Like, um, when I was still a pastor, still kind of in the, the world of missions, um, the one platform I started developing pretty robustly was LinkedIn. And I, you know, was going to a couple of conferences. I really didn't know why I was doing it or like what I shouldn't say. It. I knew why I was doing it. Cause I knew I needed to be around other people, but I didn't like, it wasn't like a result oriented thing. I was just like, I want to grow this. Cause I know this is going to get me around different people. I, I would say the biggest thing that has contributed to me being successful in this next season of starting and building my own mastermind is the brain and reputation and the relationships that have come from like the consistent daily habit of posting on LinkedIn, you know, building relationships on that network and then going to a few conferences and actually meeting face to face with some of these people that I built relationships with on LinkedIn. So, you know, even if you're, you know, your audience says, well, I, you know, I just don't have the money right now to invest into big conferences or mastermind. Dude, LinkedIn, man, like that's, there, there are, there's no excuse right? Like it just takes action. And there's so many ways right now in the digital world to begin to build that network and get around other people. The way I got started in real estate, I would listen to real estate podcast shows like this with guests and they would leave their contact information at the end. And I would call them every wow, single awesome. one, man. And now you're not every single one, all the guys that at least I liked or interested, you know, like, Oh, this guy's <laughs> doing cool stuff. I would just call them like, Hey, I, this, this is what I have. This is who I am. You know, can we talk? Can we chat? And, and I would begin to build my network that way as well. And um, so that I mean, that, everybody, that if you don't have resources financially, you have time, perhaps right. you have energy, you have effort, you have inspiration, you've, you've got a goal, you've got a dream. So yeah. are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you interested in that life? Or are you committed? Because if you're committed, you'll do anything it takes. You'll post right. on LinkedIn every single day. You know, look, I mean, there's so many resources out there where we can connect with anybody. I mean, we're going to talk about Alice's contact information at the end of this and show, show him how committed you are by reaching out. You know, yeah. it, he's, he's given you that hook right now. The opportunity is here. And so I love that. I'd love to know, you know, you talked about, Hey, the conference King, you know, the conference King shows up at every single conference. And, you know, at the end of the day, you, it's great that you're showing your face, but are you actually taking action? How do right. you balance you know, that kind of network building along with your own personal growth and investing yourself along with taking action. Yeah. I mean, I think early on, like you, you, you probably are going to, you're going to lean one way or the other. I don't know if there's a balance. I mean, I think early on, I was probably just going to a lot of stuff because I didn't quite really know what I was doing and, and I was just trying to get around people. I think now I'm a little more strategic on um, it's not like I need to go to a real estate invest, like five real estate investing conferences this year 
because one, like I know enough already to take action. Like, it's not like I need to learn, like something brand new from the stage is going to completely transform my business. I mean, it could, but that, I don't really need something to completely transform my business right now, right? I just need to take more action to see more results. Um, so mostly it's around my going to places. For me, the most important thing to invest in as far as conferences go this year are people. Um, and then things that develop my business outside of real estate. So that's why I'm going to the Traffic and Conversion Summit, you know, in April, because that's going to essentially help me develop other skills that I don't have kind of inside of our industry. So, um, you know, I would say early on, it really is just showing up and learning and getting, you don't really know, you know, <laughs> but I would say like right now, it's most people probably listen to this show already know what they need to do in order to make an incredible 2020. You just need to take action, right? Or get around some other people that can help you take that action or hire a coach. Um, you know, it's, it's probably not more knowledge that you need right now. You know, you're, yeah. if you're listening to the Elevate podcast, you probably listen to five other podcast shows and audio books. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the educational piece. Like, it's probably you just, you need to take more action. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, so many people just, they think that that extra piece of information is going to be that key. It's going to be that missing piece, but really it is about taking action, getting feedback and saying, Hey, what, what, how do I need to course correct? Right. How right. do I need to, yeah, of course I'm going to fail. Of course I'm going to make mistakes, but failing is only learning. It's taking you to that next step. It's feedback towards creating exactly what you were meant to create. So right. I'd be curious to know from you, what type of failures have you experienced and what kind of feedback have you garnered from those failures? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like I was thinking about this question earlier, going back to my missionary days, we started kind of our ministry. I was, I'm from South Carolina. So when I moved out to San Diego, I had a Southern accent. People thought I was like from Australia cause they didn't, they never heard a Southern <laughs> accent before. And then I wore pleated shorts cause that's what you do in South Carolina. You wear pleated khakis and no one in San Diego wears pleated anything. And so I had to, there was a lot to overcome there. Um, and, and the way that we really start our ministry, man, is I would, I would literally go knock on doors of fraternity houses and just introduce myself. And sometimes I would get let in and sometimes I get rejected or I would show up to fraternity events and try and serve and be a part of that. And there were a lot of times where we'd get to the door and say, nah, man, I, this is weird. Like, we don't know you, you should leave. Um, you know, and then there were other times like, oh yeah, like, you know, great, man. We're, we're so glad you're here. Like come in, meet some of our brothers. I share that story to say is I think those were the days, the really formative days that just taught me like, um, if you, you know, you, nothing happens if you don't show up. And that was always a motto that we had inside of our ministry is like half the battle, if not 90% of the battle is just showing up. The other 10%, man, is just trusting God, you know, and, and seeing what's going to happen. Like we have to show up for God to move on our behalf. Um, we have to show up for things to happen. And, uh, and so, you know, just showing up and getting rejected and things not going well, has been, you know, that, that was a huge, a huge learning thing for me and felt a ton, man, in those early days of like learning just how to help college students grow in their faith and, um, you know, how to really, you know, think deeply about their life. I mean, we, we did so many things, man, that did not work and we showed up to places and did events and nobody came. Um, but we didn't give up because we knew that we had a message that we wanted to share and something we knew that could really help people. And I think I'm taking that same mindset into this is like, um, you know, I know that we have a, a community that's going to really bless a ton of people. We have a great vehicle, a, a wealth building vehicle in real estate that I think can really help a ton of people. Um, and so we're going to keep showing up and trying to, uh, trying to impact people's lives. So that's huge. I mean, that really resonates with me because, you know, not every day do you feel like peak performance. You feel like right. this massive, you know what, I'm going to elevate beyond everyone's wildest dreams, you know, but I think it's a great reminder. So just show up. 90% of it is showing up. And then the other 10% is having faith that no matter if you showed up and you failed, you're going to get feedback that's going to, you know, put you on a path to succeed in the future, or maybe you will succeed. Right. And I love the thought of showing up on a consistent basis and what happens as a compound effect of that type of, you know, of, of just showing up. And so that's, that's a phenomenal reminder and something that can really hopefully get somebody off the ledge of saying, you know what, but, but I might fail. You know, what about, what if I don't do the right thing? What if I make a mistake in my underwriting? What if, you know, we do bad and due diligence and we've got an, you know, an additional huge expense that we weren't 
aware of. And so yep. I love the fact of just showing up and whatever it is that you're doing. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, show, like, so good. And like the reality is like, you, you're not going to have all the answers that goes back to the network. That's why it pays to be around people who do, who showed up a lot more before you showed up so that they can kind of help overcorrect those mistakes. And so, um, you know, it's showing up, but not showing up alone. Maybe is the best way to say that, right? Like showing up together. Um, I think, I think that's it. That's a huge piece of that. Showing up together. That's a good one because you know, a lot of times when you're getting started, especially in real estate, you're like, I don't want to ask that question because if yeah. I ask that question, then they're <laughs> going to know that I don't know the answer. Right. And yeah, I, I know I was there, you know, I mean, yeah. I know I didn't want to ask questions in the beginning, but then they started to get very financially, uh, problematic and i was like okay fine i'll ask the question yeah, uh, yeah. i mean i'm terrible at spreadsheets I'm, i i i know i'm terrible there's i'm not trying to make excuses like i just don't like looking at them i miss so many things but i have a partner now you know that we've built a friendship and i just you know everything we're looking at this is me man talking to you going to conferences being in front of people he likes the numbers and so like we just yeah. work you know and so and he can look at that and then and then he points things out and i'm like oh yeah yeah, no, definitely. This is what we need to do. You know, I can, you know, now we can start verbalizing it, get it off the spreadsheet and get it into ideas and practical things. Then I can start moving again. So I do think having teammates and people that kind of complement your strengths are massive. I totally agree with that. And I, I've got a similar partnership that I'm super grateful for because we all have to recognize, well, what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses? What are we deficient in and who can we surround ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, with to create, you know, a, a close that gap of that deficiency, you know, but I also, I think one of the things that Elevate speaks to so deeply is that we're always improving ourselves, right? We're always improving our own capacities in certain degrees, in certain ways. I'd be curious to know, is there, is there something that you would point to specifically that you'd say that maybe over the past, you know, few months or so that you've been improving on, maybe even it's just 1% daily? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, take this a little bit different. I have never been a morning person and uh, I knew that kind of launching into this world of entrepreneurship and building my own business that I really needed my mornings. Like that was a massive time of my day. Cause when the evenings come, my wife's home, it's, a, you know, it's a wash, <laughs> like, you know, like you're just not getting anything done anymore. And so I really needed the mornings to be in to prepare my day and make the most of my time. Um, and so I actually, again, spent the money to invest in essentially a morning coach or a more, it's a morning coach and a morning group. And we wake up every morning at 5 a.m. together and spend 45 minutes kind of celebrating our wins together and then going over the day and what are the actions we're taking. And then the following day, we, we check in with our results. Um, and I pay money for that. I pay money now to get up because here's why. I'm not going to tell you how much I pay, um, but it's, uh, well, it's a couple hundred bucks. I'll put it. It's a couple hundred bucks a month. Um, and you might say, you're paying, 100, you're paying 100 bucks to wake up early. Yes, because if I don't pay the money, I'm sleeping in. Like it's a <laughs> sacrifice for me to to realize like I am going to get the most out of this day because I'm legitimately paying money to be a part of that. And so um I'm I'm you know, I'm trying to tell myself I'm a morning person now. I'm getting up 4:50 a.m. so I can be on this call at 5 a.m. uh to really set intentions for my day. So that's been a massive shift, man, for me is uh you know, a guy who used to sleep till 8 and get things going at 9 you know, by five, you know, by eight, I've done that. I've read my Bible. I've had my quiet time. I've been to the gym. I've eaten breakfast. I've showered. And now we're on a podcast, you know, at 10 a.m. So um, that, that's been that's been massive. I think it's so interesting how much more committed you are when you've actually invest resources rather than just attention. And that just goes back to the power of the mastermind and everything that you're doing is when you invest and others invest, you know, everyone is committed so much more to that situation. And, and I love investing in something that maybe you're not naturally, you know, it's not a natural skill for you. It's not a natural ability. And with that said, I mean, are there, are there other habits that you've consciously installed in your life that you've really kind of had to go against the grain on? Uh, budgeting, <laughs> you know, weekly, my wife and I sit down and we, you know, we look at our finances, look where our money went. Um, what are we trying to save towards? So that's been huge. I'm actually trying to get 
now I'm reading this book right now called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And he talks about like, you know, what you measure and what you give attention to will eventually grow. And one thing we don't do a very good job of is just like measuring and growing. Like we, and so many people we talk about budgeting, we measure how much we're spending, but we never actually measure how much we're like actually investing or earning. And so like we don't measure our net worth. We're always like, we're always trying to play catch up when we, when we just budget what we're spending. And so I'm actually now I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do I track more consistently? Like what is our actual net worth look like and how much are we actually investing on a monthly basis instead of always just saying, well, we, we overspent on this today. It's like, no, well, how much did we actually earn? How much did we actually invest? So that book's been really helpful. Compound Effect by Darren Hardy helping me think like, man, I'm so, I focus a lot on what we spend, which is good but I'm not focusing enough on how much we actually make and how much mm-hmm. we invest. So I'm trying to kind of make that shift right now. Maybe we can do a follow-up podcast or people can reach out to me on LinkedIn and let, I'll let you know the answer, but I don't have the answer to that one yet. I'm just, that's still in like, okay, I know I need to focus on this. I need some help. So anybody has any advice, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear your, your input or I don't know if you do, uh, Tyler, you can, you can help me too, but that's kind of where I am. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. I mean, I think it goes back to the concept of inspect what you expect, right? Inspect what you expect. And I think it's true for anything in life. It's like, I know sometimes people are like, oh man, I just don't want to look at the credit card statement this month, or I don't want to look at whatever it may be. It's like, sometimes you just need to face the brutal facts and also measure and track if you really want something to happen. One thing that we do in our team meetings every week is we have a scorecard. We say, all right, well, what are the measurables and what are the things that we want to push forward each and every month? I want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly because, you know, it can help change our behavior. And I think it's a great reminder for us all, whether it's our own budgeting or other sort of commitments that we've made to hold ourselves accountable and others around us accountable. Um, you know, it's, it's so, so important. So I love that. And, uh, man, this is a lot of fun and I want to, uh, transition into our rapid fire section. Let's get I it. I call it the rare air questionnaire. And the reason why we call it that is because in elevate, we're scaling to the mountaintop. We've looked across mm. the Valley. There's three other mountaintops we want to climb and we guarantee there's going to be more from there. And so we'll never stop. Mm. We'll never stop pushing those limits. And you've talked a little bit about books. You've talked about, you know, reading audible books. Uh, You've talked about the books that you're reading right now. Uh, Talk to me about maybe two or three of the most impactful books that you've read in your life. Yeah. um, Really good question. Uh, From, from a mindset perspective, uh, the book is actually called mindset, uh, the psychology of success. And uh, it's this, you know, it, it was a transformational book for me because she talks about the difference. Psychologists wrote it, the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset for me was I'm not a good steward of capital. A growth mindset is maybe I don't know what it looks like to be a good steward yet, but I can sure figure it out because so many other people have figured it out, right? Mm. That's the difference. That was massive. Such a minor shift, but gave me so much good language in our marriage because now my wife and I can kind of share this language of fixed and growth mindset. So that was a good book. I mean, honestly, man, the book I go to every morning is the Bible. Um, you know, it's one of like the best business books out there in the sense of, um, you know, just teaching you principles and, and how to really, you know, be a good steward, but also the bigger picture, man. And, and that idea of faith, like as an entrepreneur, you are going to exercise faith. Like there's no doubt about it, right? No, what you put your faith in will be different. And I would say, man, like um, having God on my side has, has been one of the greatest blessings in my life um, and has given me, you know, essentially elevated everything, my purpose, my mission, my marriage. Um, and so that's, that's a book I turn to every day. I love the, the concept of, hey, there's a bigger picture here. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we get caught up so much in our day to day and in our business and in the operation and finding new opportunities and building those relationships that we do lose a concept of what is that bigger picture. And, um, you know, it's so great to be able to read books and to read such a profound book, you know, obviously as the Bible or, or so many others out there to kind of help you 
you know, take a step back and say, all right, well, what shifts do I need to really make? Maybe it's in my mindset, my psychology, but also in my faith and how I'm walking, you know, on a daily basis and, and yeah. really taking action. So yeah. that's why I always ask the question about books is because that's what it's done for me is it's helped me take a step back and say, hey, what's the bigger picture here? So yeah. I yeah, I mean, we're reading, uh, and I would, the Bible is so big. Like, there's many books inside the Bible. The story of David, King David, um, has been so powerful. First and Second Samuel. Uh, I'd highly recommend you. If anybody's just curious, like, what are I reading about? Go read. That's a cool story about the life of the king of Israel, and, and the dude is a major screw up. Like, he is a major screw up, right? And but like, what I love about David is his life. The dude just had faith. He had faith in God, kind of throughout his whole life. And he massively screws things up, man, like multiple times. But I, what I love about David is he's never lost his faith and he never stopped moving forward, like in taking action and, and taking action and having big faith. Like, dude, if there's anything, maybe like that's the biggest takeaway is like big faith, big action. If you can, you know, uh, continue to exercise those two things, great things will happen in your life. So I love that book. I'm, re- I'm reading that right now. So that's probably why I'm inspired by that. Um, so I'd highly recommend first and second Samuel. That's huge, man. I love how those concepts overlap with personal growth just in general, because, you know, I've got a, I've got a quote written on my wall that says impatience with actions, but patience with results. And to me that shows, Hey, let's take big action. Let's have big faith at the same time. Yeah. It's all going to work out. You know, don't worry about the results. Just keep doing what you're doing and yeah. it will all show up. So I love that. And honestly, man, like being, you know, kind of interviewing folks who are pursuing mastery as well, like on the, on my podcast show, what you said, it really resonated with me. It was a great visual. Once you get to the top of the mountain as a person who is trying to elevate their life, like, and I've learned this over and over interviewing folks, like the most fulfilled people, they just love the process, man. Like yes. they love the process of mastery of like, I, you know, I know it's going to take more of me and more diligence and more training to climb that next mountain. And then it took mm-hmm. on this one. And like, you just like the folks that I see are really fulfilled, but also really successful it's not that they're fulfilled because they're successful. It's they're fulfilled because they just like, they love the process of getting better and becoming a master at their craft. And um, yeah, man, I, I, I think I'm glad to have mentors like that in my life because what I don't, you know, I'm so glad to have that mindset of like, no, the, the end is not going to be what fulfills me. Like this journey, this process of getting better and developing myself and taking massive action and building my faith. That's the fun part, man. You know, like this is the, absolutely you don't need faith when you have everything, right? Like faith is now. Um, so anyways, that's huge, man. I, I mean, I could not have said it better myself. And I do think that's something that I didn't, ex- I didn't expect to really embody kind of go into the process because, you know, from the outside looking in, you're like, Hey, I just want to build a huge real estate portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got massive cash flow, And so I can do anything I want. Whereas really it's so interesting because that's the lure. That's what brings you in. And then you're like, all right, this is challenging. So let me go out and find the books. Let me go out and find the mentors. Let me go out and, you know, invest in the masterminds and listen to the podcast. But then you're like, wow, actually, you know, I, I kind of like who I'm becoming, man. This is pretty right. cool. And yeah. uh, that's really the, the, the you got to love the process. The journey is the destination. And too. that's why you'll be that's successful, cool. man, because you love yep. it. Like, you know, I mean, that's why it's so important in this industry is to to do business with people you, you're in relationship with because you get to know, like, are they, what are they really in it for? Are they in it because they really love it? Like Dan, for example, we talked about, you know, it's another guy. He, dude just loves business, man. He loves building things. And it's fun to, it's fun to see people like that who are in this industry like yourself who um, are just obsessed with the process. And that's the kind of people I like being around. Speaking of being obsessed with the process, what is the number one way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Um, definitely waking up. I mean, my morning routine is huge. Waking up early, having a consistent, I know what I'm doing, my cup of coffee, or I guess my morning call, my morning coffee, my morning devotional, um, and then getting to the gym and getting it out of the way right away. That, that sets a tone for my day. Um, that's huge. I love it. And obviously you're doing so much of this and in, in all the different, you know, avenues in which you're creating value for others. But what would you say that, you know, the biggest way that you elevate others around you would be? Yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, I think it definitely starts with that, like going back to what we just said, man, like if I'm not in the right kind of mental, like if I'm not essentially 
centered in the morning. I can't really be myself to help others. And I really do like, I, you know, cause a lot of my job is, is being able to give a lot of myself to, to other people in the podcast show and the mastermind. And so, you know, that morning time of even that going back to that idea of like being pushed versus pulled, like I, I need to start with who am I? I'm a child of a God. I am fulfilled. I have all that I need. Okay, now I am motivated. I'm pushed, not pulled. I'm pushed to go and to really serve others. And that abundance mentality, like I have so much to give right now because I have an abundance. Like I have so much to give because I'm completely fulfilled. That is a massive shift. You know, like I can share capital. I can share deals. I can share investors. Um, I can share my network. Uh, because I have so much. So I think that's a massive thing, you know, how I'm, I'm, I'm helping others. And that really does start with kind of that every day, man. Cause I lose that quick. I don't know about you, yeah. but like I can lose that so quick on a daily basis of like, why do I feel anxious right now? Dang. It's because like, I, I still feel like, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm worried about what's happening in the future. And so that happens for me. Like I got to do it every day, man, or I, I really do lose that. Well, it goes back to what we talked about earlier about showing up every day, showing up as 90% of the job and, you know, reminding yourself that you have everything you need and going out there and, and leading with inspiration rather than fear. So what a great reminder for all of us. Uh, mm. Maybe we can install that into our own life. Tell me about, you know, Dude, is that's there any- good real quick, leading with inspiration and not with fear. That's a quote. That's a Tyler original quote right there, man. Uh, that's good. I love that. Hey man, we got to have our own sound bites. You've been taking the uh, <laughs> taking the spotlight on this one, so I really yeah, appreciate use it. that one. Use that. Any one. parting words of wisdom for Elevate Nation, Ellis? Um, I think we've said so much, man. I I think if you're going to be successful, you you have to take you have to have massive faith, and you have to have massive faith in, in more than just um, yourself. Um, and uh, and so for me, that that really is God. Um, and then you you need to take massive action. You know, like. Pa- 90%, let's just call it 90% is showing up. And everything good in my life has not come because I didn't take action. It, it came because I took action and, you know, I trusted the process. And so um, that's part of the fun, man, is, is not necessarily knowing, but that consistent action, like results will follow. Uh, and, and most of the time for me up to this point, they've been better results. Like, again, I thought I was yeah. launching to build a, a, bit, a real estate investment firm. Kingdom Capitalist is way better. Like, it's way more fun because it allowed me to be who I am and, and, and do what I love. And so sometimes those results are even better than what you imagine. So that's awesome, man. This That's awesome. And this has been so, so much fun, Ellis. I really appreciate you sitting down with me and uh, tell the listeners on how they can actually reach out with you directly after the show. Yeah. Well, if you're just like, you know, you'd, you'd like to get just in touch or talk or whatever, um, LinkedIn is probably the best way to start a conversation with me. Um, I control that on my messages. So connect with me. It's just my name, Ellis Hammond. Um, uh, is there if, if you're you know looking for a community if you're an active real estate investor and you're really looking to grow in your faith and your business go to kingdomcapitalists.co um, and there's an application on our form and that gets you pretty much in touch with me if we you know if we think it's a good fit on our end as well would love we're really building a community there and would love to talk with any of your listeners who that resonates with um so those would probably be the two sites you know uh, ellishammond.com is another place that kind of my network of investors uh, that people can check out, but uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way, man, just to point people towards, and then we can redirect that way. But uh, I was, I'm so thankful, man. So thankful for what you're building here, and I'm really grateful that you have me on. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Well, this has been a ton of fun, and Ellis, thank you for taking the time. And I want to remind Elevate Nation that you know what? It's about showing up. It's about taking massive action. It's also about repetition. And if you can listen to the show again, take notes and drive your own ideas. What type of information or inspiration did you derive from, you know, the conversation today? And, you know, how do you take massive action from here, right? You got to brainstorm, you got to prioritize, you got to put it on the schedule, find leverage, find an accountability partner, maybe even a mastermind, and go ahead and take action course correct. Because when you take action, you're going to get that feedback that can help you improve your approach and, you know, ultimately reach that level that you're going to, you know, seek success and, and elevate your life to a life without limits. And so, uh, you know, I really want to remind you to share this with a friend, screenshot this podcast, tag Ellis, tag myself, tag Elevate yeah. Pod, 
tag someone else who needs to know this because the teacher learn, learns the most. So what did you learn today? Share that with someone else and pay it forward. So, you know, with that said, uh, Ellis, thank you again, man. I really, really appreciate you taking time. Elevate Nation. I love it, man. Let's go. Excited for the future of this. Absolutely. Elevate Nation, we will see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.